Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Good morning. A scripture that really stood out to me last night as I went to bed and I was just meditating on the word was from John chapter 15. And Jesus is speaking and he says this to his disciples. In verse 15, I do not call you servants any longer. Well, actually, let's back up to verse 14. You are my friends if you keep on doing what I command you. Verse 15, I do not call you servants any longer, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you my friends. I have called you my friends because I have revealed to you everything that I've heard from my father. You have not chosen me, but I've chosen you. And I've appointed and placed and purposefully planted you so that you would go and bear fruit and keep on bearing and that your fruit will remain and be lasting so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name as, a, as my representative, he may give it to you. It stood out to me is that Jesus said, you're my friends, and I've called you my friends because I've revealed to you everything that I've heard from my Father. He didn't call them sons. That was interesting to me. He didn't call them sons, he called them friends. In Matthew 23, Jesus said this, verse 8, But do not be called rabbi, teacher, for one is your teacher, and you are all equally brothers. He made it clear that they weren't supposed to posture like the Pharisees over each other, that they were brothers. But you could say, how do we... How do we have authority then? How do we have authority? How do we have legitimate authority? You see, there can be illegitimate authority and legitimate authority. Illegitimate authority is when you're using positions and titles, names and associations to actually posture yourself over others. But legitimate authority is when you actually by respect and honor, through living values and principles, you invite people to follow you. You invite people that want to respect and honor you in return. We need to understand the difference between the two. It was interesting is that even though Jesus chose these 12 to be with him so that he would be a mentor to them, a teacher to them. He still calls them friends. He doesn't call them sons. He, he says, I, I call you my friends because I've revealed to you everything that I've heard from my father. He directed them straight away to the heavenly father. He lived that way to the father. I thought it's interesting because how quickly 
in fact, we choose to posture ourselves over people. So in leadership, if you are a CEO, if you are in a company, if you are a manager, if you're a supervisor, if you're a leader in, of any role, when you begin to give people a big picture, a big vision, a big purpose, and you live the values and the principles of that purpose, you model that, they begin to partake of that. I looked up the word make disciples again, and the definition is always amazed me. It, it stood out to me so clearly, and I have modeled myself after this now. But the, the Greek word is matateo, from matatesis, which is disciples. And matateo says this, the action of the word describes much more than the mere academic impartation of information. One is doing more than simply instructing a pupil in a particular field of study or aiding a student in developing a certain vocational skill. Rather, the word suggests the deep shaping of character and the cultivation of a worldview through a close personal relationship between Metatus, <laughs> which is the disciple, and Didaskalos, which is the teacher. The teacher is a mentor par excellence who seeks to stamp his image on the disciples and thereby enable them to participate in his life. For the goal of discipleship is not simply the attaining of information but the experience and enjoyment of fellowship. The adherent in turn or the student in turn seeks to emulate his master and partake of his life, but not at all as a mindless sycophant who has renounced individuality or personality. It is the values and the beliefs of the teacher which are embraced and which are reproduced in his followers. Thus, by allowing his life to be Extensively shaped by the influence of his esteemed master, the disciple can know firsthand and experience directly with adaptions made to suit each individual and even partake of the life of his master. Matateo must be distinguished from the verb mateo, which simply means to learn without any attachment to the teacher. Now, this is the, the um, let's see, this is the, Colin Berger's Dictionary of uh, Words. So it's a Hebrew-Greek key study Bible that I got this from, from Zohatis, I think is how you pronounce it. But this is a definition that really, really explains discipleship and mentoring to me. I want to highlight a few words, and we may deep dive into some of these as we go along. But a few words that really stick out to me is is character, is rather the word suggests the deep shaping of character. So character is one word that really stands out to me, and the cultivation of a worldview, of a worldview, a whole perception through a close personal relationship is the third word. 
So character, worldview, relationship. Each of those words are profound, profound in its application and implementation and in its description of what we are supposed to be doing as leaders. The teacher is a mentor par excellence who seeks to stamp his image on his disciples and thereby enable them to participate in his life. The word mentor, again, is a word that highlighted to me. For the goal of discipleship is not the attaining of information, but the experience and enjoyment of fellowship. Fellowship is another huge word, huge word. It says then that Heron in turn seeks to emulate his master, partake of his life, but not at all as a mindless psychophant. In other words, a ro robot who has renounced individuality or personality. There's no renouncement of who you are. It is the values and beliefs. Two, another two words that really stand out to me. Values and beliefs of the teacher which are embraced and which are reproduced in his followers. Thus, by allowing his life to be extensively shaped by the influence is the other word of his esteemed master. Experience would be another one. The disciple can know firsthand and experience directly with adaptions made to suit in each individual and even partake of the life of his master. These words really stand out to me. Character, worldview, relationship, mentor, fellowship, values, beliefs, influence, and experience. Huge words that are so descriptive of a kingdom mentor, fulfilling the commission, fulfilling the assignment, the strategy of Jesus. He calls them friends, but he does this so that they call him master and teacher and are prepared to follow him to hell and back. What an incredible example Jesus was of this definition. What an incredible example. I leave that thought with you on this Monday. You are the leader. You are inspirational. Thank you for being with me.